Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. Brittany Patterson, when did you move to Vermont? I moved on December 3rd of 2020. And Emily Aiken, when did you move to Vermont? I moved to Vermont March 16th, 2020. And we all work together at Vermont Public Radio on the news team. Brittany, you work uh, on All Things Considered. You're our afternoon news editor. And Emily, you work on Vermont Edition. And we've never met in person. No. Nope. I only know your sc- your screen faces and your um, respective living rooms and pets. <laughs> it's been a little bit since each of you have transitioned to Vermont. Uh, what do you wish you had known ahead of time? Well, I can go first. I was living in West Virginia, um, but I am originally from California. Um, I actually put out a lot of feelers between friends of friends to figure out like what I could expect moving to Vermont. The first thing that stood out to me and really kind of sold me on Vermont is just how forthcoming everyone I reached out to was with offering help. The internet told me Vermont has a reputation for maybe being a little standoffish, but that has not been my experience at all so far. I was living in Missouri, and I actually did the exact opposite of what Brittany did. I didn't do probably enough research before I moved here, but I knew that I wanted to move out of the Midwest. I think the biggest thing that I learned was that um, everyone here seems to be very outdoorsy, and I am not an outdoorsy person, so that would have been nice for me to know just to kind of prepare myself that everyone I met was going to want to do something outside, which is not how we do things in Missouri. Have either of you had any moments, to the extent that you have been out and about, where you've thought to yourself, like, oh, yeah, I've moved to Vermont. I know what this is now. Um, The first week that I was here, well... I'll start by saying in Missouri, um, in the Midwest in general, the the attitude that most people have is very passive aggressive, but it's also overly nice. Uh, Everyone's always apologizing there and that I'm used to that because that's where I was raised. And when I got here, the first maybe day that I was here, I was in Target, just like picking up some stuff for my new apartment. And I said, excuse me, and then sorry, like right after each other, because I was walking past someone and it was an older man. And he goes, don't apologize to me. You don't owe me an apology. And that happened maybe three or four times just in the first week that I was here. And that really threw me for a loop.
From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Here on the show, we answer questions about Vermont that have been asked and voted on by you, our audience, because we think our journalism is better when you're a part of it. Today, my name is Samantha Spano, and I'm from South Florida. A question from a soon-to-be Vermonter. Samantha Spano and her boyfriend are planning to move here from Florida, a place they are not sad to leave behind. There's too many people. It's too hot. They've visited Vermont to scope it out, and they've done lots of research. But Samantha still wants more intel. So she asked us, What do I need to know about moving to Vermont? And in a public vote, you all agreed that it was a question worth answering. We have support from VPR's sustaining members. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Samantha Spano kept her question pretty broad. What are the types of things that you're looking for more information on or, you know, advice on? Well, basically anything really, um, anything from what the snow season is like, because being from South Florida, we don't know what snow is, um, to the little things like pronouncing Montpelier correctly and not going around Montpelier, Montpelier. Samantha's laughing because she learned from BLS that she'd been pronouncing our state's capital wrong. She thought it was Montpelier. When we heard that, we decided to create an entire pronunciation guide for other Vermont towns and cities, and we crowdsourced your local expertise. Um, It's not Berkshire, it's Berkshire. So I live in Peachum, Vermont, and it's Peachum, not peach ham, like some sort of fancy hors d'oeuvre you might eat. And of course, it is Calais, Calais, not Calais. We released it as a separate episode, and if you missed it, you can find it in our show notes. As for the rest of Samantha's question... Hello, this is Molly Hacopian from Montpelier, Vermont. I was responding to Samantha's question of what does she need to know before she moves. There is a lot to know, but I would say the biggest thing is get on Front Porch Forum. That is the place for hot town gossip and also friendly neighbors. What do I need to know about moving to Vermont? Asks Samantha Spano of Florida. Answer... In five years, someone will invite you to a barbecue. Until then, tend your fences, pay your bills promptly, and don't be too chatty. Also, show up for market day and the street parades. Offer someone a ride to the airport. Many of you were generous enough to share your advice for this episode. Front Porch Forum, by the way, is a special listserv just for your town or city or even neighborhood. Um, And it's hooked us up with all kinds of wonderful things when we first moved in, like new plants, random furniture we might need. And it's a great place just to get a better understanding of the locale. Hi, this is Sage Ruth. I'm calling from Brattleboro. So first of all, this is the ancestral land of the Abenaki. Also important to know there is no spring here in Vermont. There is summer, fall, winter, and mud season. Hi, my name is Michelle from Pittsford. 
my first thought was to explain the phrase Jesum Crow. Any non-Vermonter will eventually hear from one of us born and raised here. The definition of Jesum Crow is a polite euphemism for Jesus Christ that's typically associated with crusty old Vermonters. And my advice, if someone is thinking about wanting to use the phrase, you may want to just listen for a while and understand the context of how it's used. Have proper footwear. Don't worry about hat head. Four-way stops take a very long time because everyone wants the other to go first. Town meeting day isn't only important, it rocks. Smile at strangers, it's the way it's done. Maple syrup goes in all recipes. Welcome. Hello. Hi, is this Wileen? Yes. Hi. Is this Angela? It is, yes. Oh, hi. How are you? I wasn't sure if you were going to call today with all the weather activity. I also made some phone calls to collect more advice, including from this person, who's had a second home here since 2011 and moved here full-time in 2017. My name is Wileen Branton Wood, and I live in Westminster, Vermont. Westminster is in southern Vermont. Wileen lives there with her husband and their two vocal dogs. Oh, things are good. We we didn't get as much. Uh, can you hold on one second? Yes. Uh, let me just see if I can calm the dog. They're plowing our driveway. Hold on. Okay. Westminster had just had a big dump of snow when I called Wileen, but she seemed relaxed about it. I suspect it's about the eight inches that they predicted, but I think we did much better than so many areas further south. Adjusting to winter is actually a centerpiece of Wileen's advice to new Vermonters. Winter, or as Samantha calls it, and I like this, the snow season. It can be really uh, overwhelming for, I think, people who come here and are not really expecting what those who live here know to be the reality. You know, you might say, okay, snow. We know there's going to be snow in Vermont, but sometimes it can last for days. It's not a problem if you're prepared for it. You know, make sure that, you know, you have a full tank of gas and make sure you have snow tires. Snow tires. Not all seasons, but nice, grippy snow tires. Of all the advice we collected for Samantha, this was the message. Winter tires are a must. Yes, you do need two different sets, and it makes a big difference. People, like, advise me, like, it's better to have, like, snow tires than all season. So I I, I just took their advice, and all my cars, they have snow tires. Do not skimp out and not get snow tires. And then for your personal care, it's really important and I have had to learn this along the way I have a 97 year old neighbor who walks faithfully up the road every day in all kinds of weather and she says Wileen be sure and get yourself a ski pole so I went out and got a ski pole and then another neighbor when I was saying oh gosh I fell on the ice I was walking the dogs out back and she she sent me a link and she said get yourself some uh, cleats, or I think some people call them crampons. Also called micro spikes. These are very useful contraptions that you can affix to the bottom of your boots to give yourself extra traction on icy days, which are often the same days that your power is liable to go out. 
but you want to just make sure that um, that you have the tools that, that will help you to get through a power outage. Uh, the first thing I would think of is heat. A lot of people um, who can afford it have generators. We haven't gotten one of those yet, but, you know, we're, we're thinking about it. Uh, but if you have, you know, a wood stove, uh, that can certainly provide warmth for you. We could do a whole episode about how to keep your house warm. In fact, we have. That one's in the show notes, too. Hi, this is Anna Morris from West Windsor, Vermont. And things that people need to know to move to Vermont might not be Vermont-specific, but it was something that blew my mind, which is that if there are icicles on your house, it means your roof is not well insulated. So seeing those pretty icicles around is, they're not just pretty, they're a sign of poor insulation. So get your roof insulated. All right, thanks. Bye. But as Wileen knows, it's not just winter that gets extreme. Summers, for me, were unexpectedly uh, warm. And um, it wasn't just the heat. It was also very humid. It reminded me of being down south, you know, where I'm from. I'm from Arkansas. I think the overriding thing with power outages, with weather conditions and everything, is really just to sort of have a relationship with people in your area, with your neighbors especially. And I've, I've been charmed by, um, well, we love our neighbors. And um, I remember the first winter that we were here, a neighbor up the road whom we really had only just met came by with his snowplow, you know, to plow us out. It's, it's, it's a different thing uh, to experience for me, because when we lived in New York, I, you know, I knew my neighbors basically, but, you know, there was really not that calling and checking on everybody. But that seems to be the way it is. I can't speak for every part of this area, but certainly where I live and from what I hear, it seems like folks in Vermont are very neighborly. I know it sounds sentimental, but there is something to it. Your neighbors are super important. Hi, Brave Little State. I would encourage anyone moving to Vermont or currently living in the state to do a good deed for a neighbor, as it's likely that you may rely on them down the road. Though there is a certain etiquette involved. Uh, my my own experience when I came here, I at the first time, like I found like people nearby, they really don't go and speak to each other. This is Tool Narola. And I live in Burlington, Vermont. Um, I came from Nepal. And this is my eighth year in Vermont. And I love this place. Tool says it took him a while to get to know his neighbors. He says having kids in school helped with that. I found the medium of like speaking with the people is through school. Like I have own own experience. Like I haven't talked to my neighbor for like after seeing them just... Hi and hello. But once we came together at the school, then my neighbor said, Yeah, you are my neighbor. And then we had a lot of conversation after that. I asked Tool, if Samantha doesn't have kids, how can she meet people outside of the school system? He was like, Oh, maybe get a dog? I know there are dog parks, there are other parks. I know we have a lake here and people going to the beaches, people going to some park. Start just talking with those people. Definitely, like, people start talking. And neighbors, especially, like, when they see us, 
and then starting with hello and hi, and then slowly, slowly we can start the conversation. People are really friendly and they wanted to talk. Hi, this is Julia Carlisle. Used to live in Woodstock. Uh, you definitely need to wave at everybody. Um, you need to acknowledge everybody on the road. Maybe not so much on the interstate or in Burlington, but everywhere else. Um, and there are different degrees of wave. There's the two hands on the steering wheel with the one finger. I see you only at town meeting. We're not really friends, but I'm acknowledging you. There's the really enthusiastic. You're my best friend. Two hands off the wheel, double wave as you're driving by. Um, and then there are variations in between a couple fingers raised or one hand or the open the hand and shut the hand. Um, but uh, this is part of life. And I think the, the most interesting thing was that um, when we invite people for dinner, and we did that a lot before COVID. And even after COVID, we would have, you know, like there would be four of us having a socially distanced meal outside. But um, people always want to bring something. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people say, okay, if I'm going to dinner, I'll take a bottle of wine or something like that. But people, in my experience here, um, oh, let me do the appetizers. Please let me do the dessert. And <laughs> someone else did bread, you know. And normally, frankly, we like to do the meal ourselves so that we can, you know, sort of plan the overall appearance and taste and texture and all that sort of a design, you know. But yeah. but, but we really have learned to really welcome people because people feel it's, it's not exactly, they don't feel obligated, but they feel like they want to reciprocate in some way. You're listening to Brave Little State. More advice for moving to Vermont right after the break. It's Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Today, we are answering Samantha Spano's question, What do I need to know about moving to Vermont? And when I say we, I mean you generous people. Hi, this is Sage Ruth. I'm calling from Brattleboro. Um, I'm a native Vermonter who uh, moved out of the state for about 15 years and is recently back. And here's what's struck me about living elsewhere and moving back here that's important for you to know. Um, Vermont has a reputation nationally is a really liberal place, but there are strong conservative pockets and beliefs here. They just don't always align with the national Republican platform. So don't assume everyone here is progressive just because that's sort of what the um, perspective is on Vermont nationally. We're really proud of our state here in Vermont, and we know it isn't perfect, but we're also kind of defensive, and we don't love it when new folks arrive and start immediately critiquing things. So do take a little time to settle in and also realize that some of the things that feel inconvenient, like we don't have as many big box stores, et cetera, are things that make Vermont really special and hopefully part of what's attracting you to move here. Um, we are not big fans of New Hampshire in Vermont, or at least I grew up in central Vermont, and that is very much the case. Um, really important, do not ever, ever, ever consume fake maple syrup around a Vermonter. Um, and also, you know, would advise you not to consume maple syrup from Canada or New Hampshire. Vermont maple syrup only, please. Uh, it is really hard to go east-west or west-east in Vermont because you have to cross the mountains. And lastly, there are large parts of Vermont where there is zero cell service. So keep that in mind as you're settling down. 
Going back to Vermont's conservatism, here's Wileen Branton Wood again. That was something that that was surprising to me. I do think of of Vermont overall as a, a, a very liberal state, but then moving up here, I found out that um, really there are pockets of people who don't have such liberal opinions and and who you know. Um, are, are racist and, um, you know, who um, just don't, you know, view people who are different in any way as being valuable human beings. So that's been disheartening. But, um, you know, I think a lot of groups in the area and certainly nationally now, um, a lot of people are working to change things. And, you know, we've worked with organizations here to to change things. I myself am African American. So it, you know, I because I'm a fair-skinned African American, I, you know, really haven't experienced those things directly myself. But historically, there's kind of a racial consciousness that makes me really alert to things like that and um so it's a sad commentary, but uh it's not just Vermont it's national, as we have seen in recent months and weeks. Yeah. So we just have to hope hope things get better. Along those lines, I mean, since this, we're framing this whole thing as advice for, you know, Samantha, for anyone coming to Vermont, what advice would you give to a newcomer coming into the dynamic, like kind of the racial dynamics you're talking about in Vermont? Like, what would you hope people would do even as, you know, being brand new to the state? Well, I think... Um, a person coming to the state, of course, people come here with all kinds of perspectives. So I would just suggest to anybody, whether they're conservative or liberal or black or white or whatever, people would come here with an open mind, be able to listen, uh, be able to share, and just come willing to experience something perhaps they have not experienced before. Okay, not to be a broken record or gloss over these topics, but our archive has episodes that go deep on a lot of this stuff. Racism in Vermont, both past and present, the difference between Vermont and our frenemy in New Hampshire, and Vermont's cost of living, which Tool Narola has thoughts on. The rent is little high in Vermont. The market rates are little high. And especially for me, there is no place to pray and worship. And I personally found the utilities bills are also higher. And also the property tax is also, I believe it's higher than other states. Is there anything that you have been surprised by in your experience in Vermont over the years that you might give Samantha a heads up about? Mm, I would say, you know, so many people here are transplants from other parts of the country, uh, that there's not any one uh, sort of profile. You know, I mean, I've heard people say that the New Englander is this way or that way. But the New Englander now, you know, here I am with this southern accent, the New Englander now is has many faces. That goes back to being open to the people that you meet because they come from all over. Did I mention how beautiful it is? Um, just in every season, 
it's really gorgeous. Even if it's humid, it's beautiful in the summer. And even if you have allergies, it's beautiful in the spring. And even if you can't get out of your house because of, you know, 15 inches of snow, it's beautiful in the winter. A lot of forest and mountain, clean air and clean water. And I'm really fortunate because my husband also likes it. And uh, we really feel like we belong in Vermont. And I hope Vermont feels the same way about us. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. It sounds like your community is really lucky to have you. I mean, for people like wanting to move to Vermont, I always like people to welcome them to Vermont. Vermont is really a very, very beautiful place. So, yeah, anyone uh, wanting to come to Vermont or wanting to move to Vermont, you all are welcome. Please come to Vermont. This is what I wanted to say at, at the end. Thanks to Samantha Spano for the great question, and to everyone who helped answer it. Wileen Branton-Wood, Tool Narola, Molly Hakopian, Graham Sinclair, Sage Ruth, Judy McIsaac robertson Anna Morris, Julia Carlisle, Phil Stetson, Michelle in Pittsburgh, Emily Aiken, and Brittany Patterson. And thanks to everyone who emailed and tweeted us thoughts for this episode. We've got some of that bonus advice up at our website, bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can sign up for the BLS newsletter, ask your own question about Vermont, and vote on the one you want us to tackle next. We are on Instagram and Twitter at BraveStateVT. This episode was edited by Lynn McRae and produced by me. Our digital producer is Elodie Reed, and we have engineering support from Peter Angish. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Ruby Smith and Abigail Giles. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. We have support from VPR's sustaining members. If you're a fan of the show, you can make a gift at bravelittlestate.org slash donate. I'm Angela Evansy. We will be back soon with a question about the history of schools closing in Vermont. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.